What's up everybody, this is Jared Forte and you're listening to Rhythm and Muse. I'm checking in because as of today, or as of yesterday, two minutes ago, I began a 30-day challenge of creativity. During this challenge, I'm going to be producing a lot of work in various forms, written, video, audio, and some of the work is going to be a great fit for Rhythm and Muse, which is a project that I have let fall dormant over the past year, but I think it's about time to bring it back. So this chapter of my life started back in the summer of 2014. I had just settled down for a nap when I heard live music coming through the window. It wasn't necessarily a pleasant sound. I wasn't pleased with it. I wanted to sleep, but I was intrigued. And the bonus was that the sound was soon followed by the smell of barbecue. So I figured I might be able to score some food at whatever this was that was going on. I slid on my scrubs, at least the bottoms, and a t-shirt, and I followed the sound to the park that was like a half a block away. Quick note, I wasn't working in the medical field or anything like that. I just wore scrubs because basically that allowed me to walk around in pajamas all day and appear as though I hadn't given up on life. It turns out that the occasion for the event was the National Night Out. It was a police community partnership event that happens in cities across the country on the first Tuesday in August. By this point, I've been living in the city for, I guess, about a year. But the extent of my engagement with the community was just saying hello to the neighbors who I bumped into and helping to dig our block out of the previous winter's snowstorm. I showed up for the food and to be nosy, honestly, but this event was my entree into my current primary profession as a teaching artist. I met Tiffany Black, who was launching a program called Video Lab that sounded like a perfect fit to help me advance a documentary project that I was stuck on. I also met Coach Carter, not that one, but another Coach Carter, who was organizing after-school programs for teens through an organization called Banner Neighborhoods, which was like a half block away from me. So that was that. A couple weeks later, um, Video Lab started. On the first day, I I discovered Microplace, the home of uh, Maryland Institute College of Arts graduate program in community arts, where I'm currently working. I met folks like Quandra from the Men and Family Center, the filmmaker Babatunde Salam, and perhaps most, significant, uh, most significantly, um, Ann Kotliba, who was the founding director of the Baltimore United Viewfinders, who would eventually give me the opportunity to direct the program she had invested so much of herself into, taking me from part-time volunteer into the deep end of serving East Baltimore communities through art and education programs.
Marketplace became my jam, and I made it a point to try to show up to everything that was going on. I was a new face, I was an outsider, but people quickly started to remember and recognize me because of the ultraviolet neon colors that I wore. Through the summer, it was neon green, orange, or pink. But when the fall and winter rolled around, it was always my pink hoodie. It would often take two or three meetings before people would recognize and remember my name. Some folks just kept calling me Pink Hoodie. They would see me and smile. When spring rolled around, warm weather forced me to retire the hoodie. But I still rocked the neon colors from time to time. But that, that was a difficult spring. It was the spring of Freddie Gray and the Baltimore Uprising. It was followed by a bloody summer. After all of the scrutiny that followed the death of Freddie Gray, the police seemed to take a step back. There seemed to be an urgency to the work that I had embarked upon, and I wasn't sure how to best show up for it. But I did continue to show up. I taught, I reached out, I attended meetings, I listened, and I made more and more connection. But the task, it felt grim, and the stakes were high. We made it through 2015 somehow. Incoming graduate students re-energized the work, and I started to settle into my new role as director of the program. On a personal side, I started a new romantic relationship, so things were beginning to look up. Then winter came. One of our staff members was shot in a robbery attempt near her home. Um, They survived, fortunately, but it really rocked us. We had been planning a big conference at the end of the year. It was the brainchild and culmination of three years of work by the artists who had suffered the traumatic robbery. Um, And for a while, it didn't look like it would happen. But fortunately, it came together. While the event was designed to be a way to celebrate the end of years of hard work, it turned out to be the beginning of the next chapter of my journey. At Overcon 2016, I led a digital storytelling workshop, and one of the participants at the workshop was the folk artist, Gloria Garrett. One of the activities that I designed for the workshop required us to partner up, and I was fortunate to team up with Gloria. That first meeting led to a visit to her studio and to her coming to Video Lab to start producing video projects about her art and her travels. Week after week, she showed up with her husband, Ben, to share her story and to spread her joy and energy throughout the space. She's an inspiring artist, and her dedication continues to permeate the program. How you show up in the world matters so much. And as I listened to Gloria, I thought back to my pink hoodie era. I remember how people brightened up when I entered the space. I remember the curiosity, hope, and wonder that I brought to this work when I first started. And I think about all the times that I lost sight of that. So recently, I bought a fresh pink hoodie. I would never ask a person to smile. Who knows what someone may be going through. But if I show up with a smile of my own and some bright energy of my own, they may not be able to help themselves.
Hello everyone, this is Jared Forte and you're listening to Rhythm and Muse, a production of Slangsmith Radio. We are in day two of this 3 for 30 challenge and I have to make a few adjustments in my definition of what a day is. Um, I don't pay so much attention to the clock. It's not like I'm racing the midnight toll. I'm not going to turn into a pumpkin. The commitment that I'm making is that before my head hits the pillow, these three creative works will be done. And then once I get up in the morning, whenever my head rises off the pillow, I have until the next time my head hits the pillow to have this work shipped and out the door. Um... It was originally my thought as this idea just sprung into my brain on Sunday that a lot of what I created would be in response to what I've seen happening in the world around me. It's a really interesting time in the world right now. And if I took the time to really examine and read and think about it, I might have something to say about it. And maybe by the time this challenge is over, that's where I will find myself. Just, um, not just, but spending time thinking about and trying to find the truth in the stories that are swirling around in the zeitgeist trying to parse through that so I want you to pardon the fan that just came on and pardon the squeaking of the chair I have to make this recording a little more off the cuff a little less structured But I was saying my thought, my intention when this idea sprang to my head was that the things that I wrote about and the things that I created would be somehow in response to something that's topical, something that is sort of um, salient in the zeitgeist. But that intention was derailed by the fact that I'm really immersed in a lot of work that prevents me from having the time to really follow everything. So as a result, especially today, when I sat down to create something, the only material that I had was very personal and very close and dealt with some things that are Um, sort of swimming around in my being things that are very painful for me to think about but important in a lot of ways for me to share some light on so just the fact that I had made the commitment to show up and write I only could work with what I was noticing 
And what I was noticing was just things that are really, really close to me. And that's the material that I'm working with right now.